Hi, and welcome to Bloom Notes in Bloom. I'm Jen Lafrette. I'm a writer, author, and the founder of Write Current. I write and publish soothing and supportive life enhancement guided reflection journals, digital art prints, and programs that help women 25 to 65 plus get out of their heads and into their hearts with words that matter. Your vision is yours alone. When I chose to release everything that wasn't a match to my values or goals, I allowed myself to align with what was in harmony with them. In the renewal of that moment, I remembered that my vision was indeed mine alone. Not only that, but I knew that it was now and always had been worthy. The gift of space within the pages of my journal allowed me to uncover that awareness and reclaim it. I now know that it was all within me. I only had to look. If you're looking to reconnect, reclaim and celebrate your sense of self one moment at a time, then you're in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you navigate this season of your life with soothing and supportive conversations to guide you as you root in your sense of self and bloom within. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome everyone to Bloom Notes in Bloom podcast. I am so excited today to bring you Heather Del Rosario, co-founder of Soulful Camp. And Heather, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and um, to hopefully share some inspiring and inspired thoughts. Oh, I I 100% can trust that that will unfold because all of our conversations, Heather, that we seem to have, (laughs) I wish that we could press record. So finally, we decided to. So today I really was wanting to talk about because we are in the holiday season when this episode airs, it's going to air in December. So we are going to be in the throes of the holiday season. And as we move through that, there just seems to be increased demands, increased pressures, you know, of people's time, financial, you know, and and trying to do all the things, right? And trying to make mm-hmm. it, you know, whether it's the best Christmas it could be, the best school holiday it could be, you know, and and I feel like over the past 2 years that's even the pressure of that's increased, right? We we right perhaps maybe seeing people that we haven't seen in two years and there's some anxiety around that. And so a lot of people are really in that season right now of that feelings of strength and resilience and tapping Mm -hmm. into those resources of strength and resilience. And as, as you know, and and I know each other very well, we both used to live there. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. At one time, you know, I like unpacked my bags into strength and resilience and thought, I'm just going to live here. And that, and I, I thought that that was normal. And so, you know, one of the things that was such a growth moment for me, and and one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you, because I know it was such a growth moment in your journey was realizing that we don't have to pretend that we're fine and not ask for support, you know, and, and right. I, I think for so some, important. yeah. And I think for so many women, the strength and resilience really? can become almost like an armor that we're wearing and it can feel very heavy and, and it can get into that cycle of it's fine. I can do it myself. 
I don't need your help, you know, and then, um, and then we don't know how to get out of that. Right. So, so true. (laughs) And and I I, I think so many women can relate to that, right? Yeah. Like if you're listening right now, like, please come over to, you know, at bloom notes in bloom on Instagram and let us know about if you've ever felt this, if you've ever felt that outside pressure of, I need to pretend that I'm fine because sometimes, you know, we look at role models in our lives, you know, Mm -hmm. like I look to my mom who, you know, to me embodied strength and resilience and she was someone and still is someone that doesn't ask for support, you know, and, and, thinking that because she did it that way, I too need to do it that way. It's, it's so true. I mean, as I, as I was growing, you know, in my womanhood, um, I always felt that asking for support was a weakness. You know, what I know now is that is so untrue, right? Mm -hmm. Asking for support is a strength. And um, when we make that change in how we think about ourselves, it really does have a huge impact on our life. A hundred percent, you know, and then I love how you said that, you know, asking for support, that is the strength. So what if instead of celebrating ourselves and giving that ourselves that gold star for, we did it all by ourselves. We celebrated that one time we asked for help that one time. And then, and it all starts you know, and I know you're really big on this, Heather, is that one small change. Yeah, absolutely. That one time, you know, you can say, no, you can't do this. You're not available for that. Or you're just going to ask for that help. Yeah, absolutely. Because that help is so much more than just help with what you need at that moment. It's allowing you to... Um, walk into, I'm going to say your wholeness, right? Um, I (laughs) never asked for help when I was, you know, in the throes of being what I call, you know, superwoman back in the day. Um, And, you know, I could, I had to be, I felt I had to be what everybody wanted me to be. And because of that, I could not, I felt I could not ask for help. And so I did this and I did that and I worked hard, you know, and I did all these things, but inside I was dying. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like such a fake. That's what I used to call myself. Like I am a fake. This is not even me, but this is who everybody needs me to be or wants me to be. That's how I felt. Um, and so I did all those things and uh, was the un- was a very, very unhappy woman. <laughs> Well, and that's the cost, right? We don't often ask ourselves, you know, when we're so busy living in that season of strength and resilience, and we're so busy pretending that we're fine and no, I don't need your help. No, I don't need support. I can do it myself. We're just so in there that we forget to ask ourselves, what is it costing me in this moment to, to, not ask for help to pretend that I'm fine. And so what I hear you saying is that, you know, that cost was eroding your mental well-being, eroding relationships, Mm -hmm. physical well-being, mental and emotional, you know, well-being, social life, probably suffering because you may 
either not be seeing people or seeing people that you don't want to be seeing, you know? Exactly. (laughs) So true. I I drove myself really, really hard. I mean, I drove myself and and you know my story, but I drove myself to burnout. And um, because I could not stop and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say <laughs> I was so stubborn. I had to have a, a drop kick to the head to make me kind of take a look and say, hey, <laughs> you need some help, <laughs> right? Because right? The, tap, the tap on the shoulder didn't work, you know, for me. And um, unfortunately, I ended up in the hospital with chest pains. I, I had a complete burnout, mental, mental physical, emotional burnout, um, which I hope you know, I don't want any other woman to have to go through. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, it was my awakening. So for me, um, it was part of my journey and what I needed to experience. Um, But people weren't talking about these things back then, right? You know, so if we can, if we can, through this conversation, um, help one woman put her hand up and say, hey, I do need some help. Where can I go? Who can I talk to? Who can I have this conversation with? So that it stops, you know, her going down the path of, of some self-destruction, however that is, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, um, you know, I'll be really, really happy that, that we've having, because of that, we're having this conversation. Well, I definitely think, Heather, that this conversation, that your story of burnout is going to help so many women because it's so often on social media that we see like burnout has almost become a meme, right? right. And, and okay. so it's, it's not given the, the gravity of the situation is not really taken into account, you know, to realize that somebody can you know, suffer from such an extreme burnout as you did, where, you know, you, it's the full mental, emotional and physical, you know, and, and I know that you had shared, um, you know, like it was a family doctor who finally explained that to you, what was happening, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was at the point where, like I said, I was in the hospital with chest pains caused from the stress of the burnout. Um, My brain was (laughs) mischarging, malfunctioning to such an extreme that I couldn't even put sentences together. Um, And then emotionally, you know, I couldn't deal with anything outside of me (laughs) because I was an emotional wreck right so um it was my doctor thankfully and I have an amazing doctor and you know I I still I have still kept my same doctor to this day um because she she um really um helped me through that process to see that a burnout is a medical it is a medical um, terminology. It's not just some slang word for people who are working too hard, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it does have major effects on your whole physical, mental well-being. So yeah, and- I was fortunate to find an amazing doctor or have an amazing doctor. And that's important too, to have somebody and that can be that first, you know, that that line, right? To, to go and seek support from someone who really can help you, right? To really can help you identify what's going on in your body, mind, spirit, soul, all of those things, you know, exactly. processing that. And so what I love about your story is 
you know, Heather, some people experience burnout and then they just carry on and they let, they, they get better. Right. And then they heal, but they get back into that same pattern that caused the burnout in the first place. So what happens often with people and we're not medical doctors, we're not dispelling medical advice, but what happens is, you know, you present with the symptoms of burnout and what can happen in the medical field is the doctors are trained to treat, to, to treat those symptoms, right? The chest pains, the sleepless nights, the insomnia, the pain, aches and pains. But then if you're not getting to the root of what caused that burnout, then you can heal the symptoms because the physical body is amazing at healing, you know, and medical doctors, I mean, are amazing at what they do as well. But then, you know, it kind of becomes, let me out pill that. Right. It's so true. Um, You know, if we don't get to, we all have, I will say as women, we all have things that we carry around, right? Um, These limiting beliefs is what, you know, I call them the terminology is. Um, And if we don't acknowledge those or, or even wake up to them, I was so unaware up until that point, right? Myself personally, sure, I had done lots of self improvement, right? But I was so unaware of the deep core um, negative things that was really controlling my life subconsciously that I didn't even recognize, you know, the self-improvement wasn't even touching on those things. Right. Um, and it wasn't until I literally spent three months in my backyard on my deck, listening to my, around my pond, listening to my little trickling water and immersing myself in books and videos and audios that I woke up and it was one day that, you know, I really had that aha moment and said, I looked myself in the mirror and said, Heather, you have to change. You can't continue to live this way um, because this is not living at all. And um, I just got goosies again. I mean, that was over, (laughs) you know, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. But, um, you know, when I look at um, from that moment, from making that decision to, you know, where I am now, my life is completely different. And it didn't get there instantly. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of um, deep soul searching. And, you know, back then, I, I wasn't even connected to a community of women who, who I could ask those questions for, I had to find everything out on my own. And so I went digging. And thankfully, I found Brene Brown. And um, her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, um, changed my life forever. So I am so thankful to, <laughs> to Brene, um, and I'm sure so many other people are. But um, it allowed me to wake up and look at why I had to be a, a perfect woman. Mm-hmm. You know, why I felt, sorry, let me, let me change it, why I felt I needed to be perfect. Um, and, and, you know, came to realize that uh, I don't. And I can really be who I am and be happy with the woman I am. And um, I'm so, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and, and, and you said a few things, we can unpack a few things there, but, you know, just um, Brene Brown, The Gift of Imperfections, that was the very first book that I read on my journey of navigating change. And like you, 
you read that one and bought every other one that she's written. I still have right. to get the Atlas of the Heart, which is the new yes, one. Yes, that just was released. Yep. <laughs> that could be a Christmas tree present. Absolutely. But, um, you know, what you said about that, that perfect woman, and, and it just struck me that, you know, it's like other people are assigning us those roles. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody at one point or another assigned you that role of the perfect woman. And then, you know, and all of us in our lives, like we have lots of different roles and then certain times people are assigning us roles and, and it's, you know, and it's not for us to take those roles on. It's really okay. for us, as you said, to like, you know, um, in the work that I do with women in the journals, it's reconnecting to the sense of self. And like you did, you know, through all of your work over the years is like reconnecting to like, well, who is Heather? Exactly. All of the roles, you know, what would Heather's life look like today? Like look like if you strip all of that back. And, and I know for myself too, that, you know, I had like perfectly curated this life and I was doing everything that I thought I should be doing in my twenties, you know, and I had, I had the husband and I had the kids and they came in the thirties, but the dog, the house, you know, full-time teaching career. And I was miserable. Mm. And I thought, why can't I want this more? I should be happy. Right. Right. I bought what I thought I wanted, but it was really like what other people wanted for me. And so I, like my pivotal moment was there was a woman that I taught with and um, only for one year, but she died of liver cancer and she was only 33. And I remember Mm -hmm. thinking you can just die at 33. She was a year or two years, two years younger than me. And I thought, then there's no more chances, Mm. you know? And I just cried at the table and I thought of, I was crying for me because I was thinking if that was me, I would have so many regrets, unfulfilled dreams, chances not taken, you know? And, and so for me, you know, that kind of led to leaving teaching, leaving the long failing nine-year marriage in about the span of 11 months, just declaring I'm going to pursue writing, even though (laughs) I'd never written anything but report cards, Heather, I was like (laughs) determined, but my first, I didn't write a word truly until I was 35. And like, now I've written millions of words six years later, almost very gifted at it. (laughs) Thank you. I've just, I've unearthed a talent, you know, and I'm glad that I get to share it in this way, but you know, I had to release, like one of the things I talk to women about is, you know, well, what, what do you have to release? Right. So for myself, I had to, because I was in that state of pretending I was fine, you know, and I had to really release all of the judgment that I had piled on myself about what it would mean to get divorced what it would mean to leave teaching, what it would mean to not see my kids every day and, and redefine motherhood for myself and Mm -hmm. just allow myself to let it go and feel all my feelings. I had to release the feelings, Heather, because I stuffed them all down Yes. Yeah, I could I could totally relate to that. I mean, because I never expressed my feel my, my true feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, I had to release control. 
um, I was, you know, wound so tied up. I had, you know, I had to release control of what I thought my life should be, um, who I thought my husband should be, you know, <laughs> I had spent so many years trying to change him and, and blame him for everything, right, where, you know, I had to um, release all that control of the, the, you know, what society, what I thought society thought I should be, and um, just really get vulnerable. And, you know, express myself, my true, my true feelings. Um, because I ran away all the time, right? That was my, I, I was definitely not a fighter. I was a flighter. <laughs> you know, I ran from uncomfortable situations. I ran from hard conversations. Um, and so I really had to um, release that control and just say, okay, whatever's going to come my way, I, I'm open, I'm accepting, and yeah, there's going to be good times, there's going to be bad times, and, and that's going to be okay, because that's how I'm going to grow through those bad times. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and what I hear you saying, when you release, when you release control, the word that came in for me with what I think of renew, is it's renewing trust. Yes. Right? When we release control, we renew trust and 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 trust in myself mm -hmm. that that was the biggest one because um you know i didn't even i didn't trust myself i didn't you know believe that i was capable of feeling or hearing or doing the things that i really wanted to do yeah that's so. right and it's those and and trust you know for everyone who's listening i'd love to invite you to think about for a moment, what you would need to release, right. To move yeah. from that place of pretending you're fine to seeking yeah. support, but also when it comes to trust, as you're thinking about that, we'll carry on. But it, to me, you know, I felt like, well, trust needs to just happen like that. <laughs> that is not how it works. No. Because the thing is when we lose trust in ourselves, it's over time right? Because it's, it's that disappointment. It's all of right. those times that we disappointed ourselves, that we didn't say what we wanted to say, that we said something was fine when it was not, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, now. So, so was, am I. <laughs> that was me, you know, when, me too. when I didn't go after what I wanted, you know, when I just settled for what I thought I, I deserved in that moment. And, right. you know, and so it's the moments, all of those moments, they all pile up on us, right? It's accumulation. So it's really yes. that lack of trust in ourselves. It's that accumulation of dis past disappointments. Yes. And so one of the things I talk to women about a lot is, you know, not letting, and this is a big lesson for me, not letting my past bleed into my present and mm -hmm. affect my future. That's powerful. That is really powerful. Ladies, say that again, Jen. <laughs> so not letting. So what if we'll frame it as a what if? Yep. What if you chose to not let your past disappointment bleed into your present and affect your future? What would be possible for you when it comes to trusting yourself again? Right. If you chose 
to not let that past bleed in. Because that for me, when I look at, and we talk about, we talked earlier at the beginning of this conversation about, you know, all of those symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, you know, when, when things come up with the trust, you know, and we get into that place, it's because we're letting the past bleed into the present. But what if we allowed ourselves to demonstrate self-trust again in the smallest of actions, Mm -hmm. you know, trusting yourself to tune into what you need, asking, what do I need in this moment? Yeah. Listening to your heart, right. Instead Mm -hmm. of your head, instead of your head. Um, that, that was a big one for me. Um, you know, what does, what, what does my heart need? What does my heart want? You know, instead of, you know, all the thoughts that cross my mind. So, so very true. I love that. Yeah, no, that, that, that's something that I've had to just keep in my mind because, you know, it can be so easy to think, well, that didn't go the way I wanted last time. So mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't, you know, but it's like, you can't keep bringing it all along with you. Cause it just, right. you know, that's, it, that's when you get into trouble, right? That's when you get into trouble. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I feel like that, re- that release of control for both of us, commonality, yes. you know, it looked differently, but again, that renewal of trust, mm-hmm. which brings me to what were you savoring? What moments? what moment comes to mind that you, that was one to savor when you first realized, Hey, I'm trusting myself in this moment. I think for me, it was because at that point, um, throughout my burnout, um, my husband and I had separated. Um, I still loved him, but I couldn't work on our marriage. And so I think the moment for me where I could really that moment of trust was when he wanted to come back home. And I said, no, I said, you have to, in order for this to work, you have to go do, you know, the work that you need to do. I have to continue to do the work I need to do. And then when that time comes, we can, you know, reunite. And that was the first time I think that I'd ever really truly spoke, um, you know, my heart. And um, I'm so glad I did. I mean, we've been married now for 32 years. So, um, you know, it's, um, you know, it's been a journey with him. Um, and, um, I, you know, not always a great one. But, you know, um, I, I always tell him, but, I, you know, I love him and I love our life together now, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I can say to him, honey, I love you, but sometimes I just don't like you, <laughs> you know, and that's it, right? It, yeah. that's it. And so I love that, you know, because it's funny because we have like such similar, very similar stories. And in your marriage, that was a renewal, right? It right. was fixing the root. right. And fixing the root and restoring the relationship, you know, and that commitment to do the work separately and then together. Um, and then for myself, my moment to savor has to do with that relationship that my ex-husband and I were able to, um, build in divorce, you know, that Mm -hmm. my moment to savor was when I realized that when we chose to work from our vision of that, the divorce wouldn't define us and that we could be a family separate and apart, 
you know, and that we each did our work separately to heal so that we could have a functional co-parent relationship, you know, with boundaries. That's a whole other call. That's a whole other podcast (laughs) topic. But, you know, that to me was worth savoring because I thought we are a family separate and apart because, you know, I stopped pretending that I was fine and I allowed myself to, you know, be authentic to who I was as a person. And, and you know what, he got to be authentic to who he was too. And we appreciate each other in divorce and accept each other in ways that we didn't in the marriage. And so I love Heather that we are representing (laughs) both ways that not every relationship ends because you choose to pretend that you are, are, stop pretending that you're fine. You know, I stopped pretending I was fine. And then the natural evolution to complete to the natural evolution was in divorce for us to have this functional co-parenting relationship and friendship. And then in yours, it was the evolution of, you know, to heal that root, restore and repair the marriage, but not even repair. It's almost like a new growth, right? Exactly. Yeah. Even marriage to yeah, grow. Our, our marriage is our marriage today is totally different than what it was back when I was, you know, um, not, yeah. not me, not me. Right. So how, how, yeah, how could it, how could it be the same really? Yeah. And it, it isn't, it, it wasn't a repair. And you said something earlier about the work and it, it, it's so true. It doesn't just happen. You have to do the work, right. Yeah. Um, for, for you to, you know, for, for myself to grow, for him to grow, we both had to do the work. Um, and, and it is, it is work. It's hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the work really is accessing those outside resources, you know, um, the tools, right. We both use books to help us to reconnect. I reconnected with books, with art, um, you know, now with with journaling, um, that's something I offer. And then also with you, you know, tell us about what you have co-founded because that is a huge tool of support. And I have to say to everyone listening, that what Heather's about to speak about, I got to access that for my own support last summer, twice, once in the fall, once in the, in the, um, in the summertime. And that was huge for me. That was a big step for me. So I'd love for you to share about that supportive tool that you have created. Sure. So um, what, what Jen's talking about is Soulful Camp, um, and it is my heart. It's, it's an amazing um, empowerment camp for, for women um, to really be themselves. And that, that's, um, you know, that's all that you can be. And what we do is uh, it's, it's about awareness. Who, who are you? Who do you want to be? Um, and do some things that will take you outside your comfort zone. So like, do you want to jump off a 30 foot pole? <laughs> you know, do that. Um, or would you prefer to go do some archery or just, you know, hang, hang in a hammock? Um, but it really is about inspiring women to take a look at themselves in a safe, non-judgment um, free, you know, non-judgmental community with other like-minded women where they can really spend, you know, three days, two nights together and um, walk away, um, which is my hope, you know, a little bit different than how they arrived. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really wonderful, especially how, you know, it's really that invitation to, you know, fill your whole heart, right? Nourish your mind, body and spirit Mm -hmm. to, to take into account the whole, the whole women. And, and so one of the things, you know, that really, that really spoke to me was, you know, that awareness and that encouragement to let go and connection and, you know, the community and also, um, yeah, just allowing yourself to be you unapologetically, that right. self-acceptance, piece, yes. right. So, so important. So interwoven into everything at camp, you know, and it, and it's that dedicated time and space, you know, and it really, really is such an immersive experience. Those three days, it's an immersive experience, you know, because for my, in my experience, the two times I went, it helped to get me in momentum, right? That's something that I really feel that that soulful camp does is it helps women to, you know, have the self-awareness and get you in momentum to do those, that next best thing for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, it's, I mean, it's different for every, every woman and everybody, every woman who comes to camp um, has a different need, right? So it's not about being like everyone else. It's about being yourself and giving yourself what you need. So, um, you know, we have uh, workshops on body, mind and, and spirit. Um, we also do soul sessions. That's our kind of signature sessions where, you know, you're going to deep dive into some of the emotions that you may have been running away from right um and um yeah it it is my passion I love it's I I feel so blessed every day that I I get to do what I love and what I was put on this earth to do and that's just you know to help women awaken to to who they are yeah no honestly like and and that that was one of the reasons Heather why I was so excited that you said yes to come on the show is that you know it's just not everyone who experiences burnout decides to do to have like have that experience and then through the healing journey create such a wonderful opportunity for women to say you know what i'm not okay but i'm going to be yeah. and i'm going to come and i'm going to seek some support here and and i'm going to be with other women who are really like surrounding me and uplifting me because they're also reconnecting to themselves and they're also creating connection with me, you know, and that, that was just for me to experience that. Wow. Like that, there's just no words. There's no words that can (laughs) properly, you know, it, because the feeling that's why right, exactly it really is a feeling, feeling. it is a feeling it's not a place it's right it's not, not a place or a face it's a feeling, it's a feeling. and, and- we have an amazing community of soul sisters is what what we what we call our community and they they lift each other up outside of camp and that was it's something so beautiful to see right so Mm -hmm. um yeah we're really excited we have six camps next year or 2022 um um, and um for any woman who's listening and thinks they might want to have the opportunity to come to camp for free uh we have contest on so you can come to camp for free um just go to soulfulcamp.ca it's s-o-u-l-f-u-l-l camp.ca and um enter our contest 
Yeah, it's right on the homepage. It's very easy. Yep. Drop your drop your details in there. And yeah. So Heather, it's been wonderful having you and chatting with you. What is one moment, if we were to leave our listeners with one moment that they can, that you would want to share with them, an invitation for them as they, you know, go on their journey of ending this pretending that they're okay and not asking for help? I would say um, just find the, you know, give yourself that moment of one minute of courage, you know, to look at yourself differently, to step out of your comfort zone. And even if you're afraid, you know, to to do it anyway, because for me, that's what courage is all about, being afraid and doing it anyway. Um, Whatever that is for you, whether it's that emotional journey, whether that's, um, you know, taking a look at your relationship, whatever, Um, or, you know, coming to Soulful Camp because you're afraid that, you know, (laughs) all these other women are different or better than you, right? Um, Find the courage to change your life. And it is only one small step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's one. So just to sum that up, what's one thing in this moment that you can do to move you forward? Right. See, you have such a beautiful way with words. (laughs) Thank you so much, Heather, for joining us. That was Heather Del Rosario from Soulful Camp. This is Bloom Notes in Bloom. We are coming out with a new podcast episode every Tuesday. And we can't wait to chat with you more on Instagram at Bloom Notes in Bloom. And you can catch Heather over at soulfulcamp.ca, S-O-U-L-F-U-L-L, camp.ca. Go register. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much, Jen. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bloom Notes in Bloom. Your presence and words matter. Stories connect us and are a comforting presence in every season of life. They are deeply meaningful, extraordinary, and sacred to the hearts and minds of those you choose to share them with. I'm so glad that Sharing Mine has created connections and friendships with women around the world. Your moments of joy, laughter, strength, resilience, care, and compassion are what make you interesting. Never shy away from sharing them within the privacy of your journal pages and openly with those you trust and those who are worthy of receiving them. It takes courage to live from your values. It takes courage to not settle for anything less than meaningful. It's powerful and tenacious to choose to be and live free and playful, to work from your vision and not to it. You are worthy of your desires. I'm so glad you're here. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To share your takeaways, tag me on Instagram at bloomnotesinbloom. Want to help more women reconnect, reclaim, root, and celebrate in their sense of self with Bloom Notes in Bloom? Leave a review on your favorite listening platform. Make it a great week.